Thanks for tuning in to Girl Gang, the podcast. My name is Amy Will, and I'm a creator and collaborator based in Los Angeles and the founder of GirlGangTheLabel.com. We encourage the aspiring, highlight the doers, and most importantly, get real about the highs and lows of female entrepreneurship. Get ready, world. The future is here, and she's a boss. I'm Elizabeth Barone, Vice President of Marketing for Candessa. You're listening to Girl Gang, the podcast. So I started my career in advertising and promotion agencies for CPG companies like Frito-Lay and Pepsi and really sort of gained an understanding of traditional marketing. And then I transitioned after several years in, in the agency side onto working directly in marketing for uh, Diageo. So I worked client side, as they would say, for Diageo and uh, regional marketing was moved into national marketing for such brands as Johnny Walker and the Classic Malts of Scotland to Crown Royal to Ciroc, pre-Diddy, Ciroc, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, Tanqueray, just some of the best brands um, in the world, worked in innovation and in both um, headquarters brand marketing and regionally. Then I transitioned into more luxury marketing with a transition to LVMH and Moet Hennessy. Worked on the Hennessy brand primarily. I was part of relaunching that brand, which was a huge success. Um, and then I ran the Grand Manier business for two years for the U.S. And then I landed in cannabis. You guys are really at the forefront of this branded feel and this new age. Can you talk a little bit about your motto, the art of the flower and what candescent represents? So I think what there's many things that make Candescent unique, um, one of which is that we control the process and the development from the beginning to the end. So, you know, there's a lot of other brands out there that source flower from multiple cultivation facilities, and we have the benefit of being able to control all the way from seed to sale, essentially, which is a true benefit for us um, to control the quality. So the art of flower is really the whole route, right? The whole journey that it takes from the time we start with the initial seed and go all the way through to the plant, to the drying process, to the trimming process, and ultimately, you know, get a big, beautiful bud into a jar. You know, it's it's really the all the care that's taken along the way and the attributes that go along with it. So the fact that we're pesticide free, you know, the fact that we control, we're an indoor grow. So we control the temperature and the moisture and we just control all aspects of it, which really kind of make it the most pristine flower. And all the way through to the point that when we call virgin cannabis, what we mean by that is that we don't touch the flower and the consumer is the first to touch the flower. So when we trim, we trim by the stem and we don't ever interfere with that you know, flower so that the trichomes stay together and the consumer can really not only visually see it, but it's really just in its most pristine state. It really is the best cannabis I've ever consumed. Instead of having a traditional name that definitely targets a different type of consumer, I love that these are Calm, Cruise, Create, Connect, and Charge. Can you talk a little bit about the concept behind these names? So we want to ask the consumer, how do you want to feel? And make it really easy for them to make a decision. So that's why we've abandoned the traditional strain names. And we have created five effects. A, a little known fact, maybe 
is that it started out as four effects. And, you know, in our logo, you see we have four C's interconnected. And that's because we started out as four. And then one day, uh, our founder, Adrian, came up with the idea that there just felt like there was one missing because, you know, we have calm, cruise, create, connect, and charge. We didn't have cruise initially. And it went right from calm. It's quite sedating, right? Like you can really knock yourself out for the night <laughs> or, or really relax and have a really, you know, easy time. But then it went all the way to a pure hybrid that was create. Um, and so we wanted to create effects for everyday activities. And Cruise answered that um, in that you can truly run errands and, you know, do your day to day, go for a bike ride on the beach or do something really sort of low key and have that opportunity with cruise. You know, you don't need to be so in your head. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think, an interesting, you know, fun fact. But overall, you know, we have an effect for every occasion from sunup to sundown, really. And it just depends on how you feel. It's fun to have something for every consumer and then hear the feedback mm-hmm. of how they treat truly react to it and how it really, now they understand, oh, I didn't really understand, you know, what did you mean by create? But gosh, I had the best jam session with my band afterwards, you know, and we really truly hear that back from consumers, which is quite rewarding. I was consuming create when I came up with the initial concept of Girl Gang, the podcast and the label and used cruise when I designed the website. So it's really fun to being able to have these call to actions that are so easy to understand rather than getting overwhelmed at a dispensary and maybe getting anxious or bringing on emotions that you didn't sign up for. I love that these are just such high quality and easy to digest. So when I want to create, I just go to create instead of getting overwhelmed and figuring out, okay, what's the ratio I want? How Mm -hmm. potent do I want it? It's one of the first strands I've ever like taken a photo of and not been scared to put on my Instagram story. (laughs) Even though like, (laughs) I'm okay with letting people know I consume cannabis. It's just something that it doesn't feel, I feel like proud to be like, oh yeah, this is a part of my routine. Look Mm -hmm. how beautiful it is. So yeah, I love that part. I'd love to touch on the grow facility that you guys have and some of the people on the ground floor and what it takes to be managing and growing a brand like Candescent at rapid speed? Well, that's a great question because, you know, for me, I was most impressed by the grow. And when I first joined, it was uh, one of the first things we do when we bring people on board is, you know, part of the orientation is taking a visit to Desert Hot Springs and visiting the grow. And that's very in line with what my experience was with Hennessy or Grand Marnier or any of these, you know, brands rich in history, Johnny Walker, you know, because it's all about the provenance and where it comes from, right? Where a brand comes from. And that's where the real story starts to, you know, brew and get exciting. So when I first went to the grow and I started to meet these amazing people, I mean, everyone from one of the, um, cultivation leads had went to prison, you know, um, as a result of growing while it was still not legal. Um, and his journey was, is quite, you know, a rocky one and a tough one. And then there's, you know, a girl who moved from Florida, 22 years old, moved from Florida to California so that she could be part of the cannabis industry in a legal way because she couldn't be, do that in Florida. So she was juggling going to school. She's in, uh, in college. And she started out as a trimmer just because she wanted to learn the business. And then she uh, now is leading our packaging department and the trim room. And, you know, she's found a career here that 
you know, in a category that didn't provide careers previously. So there are so many stories with the people at The Grow and so inspiring that we started to include a whole platform in our communication that is called, we call Behind The Grow and really profiling the individuals that make up Candessa. Now that it is legal in California, can you talk a little bit about any challenges that you're facing or anything that's really exciting that comes along with legalization? Most of it's exciting, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not without its challenges because we're still operating with temporary regulations right now, which mean that we're really trying to be smart about uh, abiding with the letter of the law. Um, but there's just not enough specifics around it for us to navigate certain areas, if that makes any sense. Because, you know, we want to be able to engage consumers. Um, previously, you know, last year before Jan 1, we were able to engage with consumers and have events and give away cannabis. There's all these regulations that sort of trip us up because we want to do it all the right way. You know, we've done it. We were the first, you know, real prepackaged flower, you know, out there and we want to continue to be ahead of the game, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think those are, that's, you know, an opportunity or a challenge for us just to navigate those new regulations and be on board with everything. But the exciting stuff is the growth. You know, we just are um, about to harvest our first um, harvest from the greenhouse. So we just expanded into a 24,000 square foot greenhouse beyond our indoor grow. So now we are going to expand into, you know, um, greenhouse flower, which is going to pr- enable us to create a whole nother brand under our portfolio and to reach consumers in even a more approachable price point, but equally as good quality. So it's, you know, that's exciting. And that, you know, there's a whole nother brand that we need to develop there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're developing a vape line. Um, and because Adrian, you know, wants to be not only a disruptor, he wants everything to be the best quality that's on the market. We are really trying our best to do vape pen options that are completely never been done before, um, which, you know, is tough because you're dealing with a fixed number of uh, vendors that know what they're doing in this area. And, you know, you want to sort of merge this high end sort of, um, you know, Mont Blanc sort of like, you know, idea of jewelry meets function, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, that they did so well back in the day. Um, we're trying to do that now with vapes. I'm so excited for those. Yeah, I'm excited too. And, you know, it's just an interesting journey because we have to, you know, get into the extraction game now and we have not done that before. Mm -hmm. And to, and for the pen to be the best performing pen, you know, the, the, uh, vape pen. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of our mantra with everything. Like, how do we create the best flower, the best vape? And, and really it all starts with the flower because you, that's our foundation. So if another brand is solely focused on vape, as, as their lane, um, and they're sourcing oil from different places. Um, very few are actually cultivating the flower, extracting the oil, and, and creating the vape. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think when you can control the process like that, it, we're going to be able to be superior, you know, with quality. Mm-hmm. Having it all, yeah, all in your control, 
which right. a lot of people are not doing. So Viceland is a really cool network and they dedicated this week to Weed Week. You know, it's it's the first 420 in California since the market became open and for recreational use. So it's really sort of a monumental week this week. And they uh, honored it by, you know, sort of dialing up their programming. <laughs> and so last night, the most expensivest, which is a show that features two chains on his quest to find the highest, most, you know, luxury experiences out there um, across the range of experiences. He uh, has done a couple episodes around cannabis because he's an enthusiast himself. And uh, so we brought him out to the grow a few months ago and we did a shoot with him and then we took him through the grow facility. He hung out afterwards and was around when he, he smoked and experienced the flower with Adrian and uh, one of our lead brand educators. Uh, so it was really fun. Is there anything else that you want to cover? You know, I think the one thing that I've been really impressed with is how many women are in this industry? Mm-hmm. You know, I came from a very male dominated industry with, um, you know, uh, alcohol beverage for many years. And I was always one of two women in a boardroom. Uh, and, you know, now because it's a new industry with, without the kind of preconceived notions or, you know, hampering of, you know, good old boy network, to be Mm -hmm. honest, there are a lot more people of color, a lot more women um, being entrepreneurs and, you know, starting their own thing that it's really inspiring. You know, um, doing this podcast is is inspiring for me. I was just invited, uh, Miss Grass, they're, you know, they have their own blog and they're going to start an event series. And she just did a women's dinner the other night. It was really great because there were all female entrepreneurs in this space. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I had never done that before. In all my years in this other industry, I never experienced events focused around inspiring women that were doing big things. And it was just feels really good because it's like a new world order, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's an and it gives, um, you know, women the chance without all the kind of baggage we had to deal with before. Promoting this inclusivity and creativity is really exciting. I love everything about this industry. What is your favorite part about your position and working with a company like Candescent? You know, these are smart people I'm working with. So that's always the best, right? Mm-hmm. When you're working with very smart people who care. Uh, about the details. I think that the attention to quality and the pursuit of excellence is, you know, something that I haven't, I've had the benefit of uh, encountering along, along the way in my career. But, um, I mean, we've had people working, you know, around the clock so that we could, um, be ready for this 420 week and the demands set by the sales that we're achieving. And these are people in the grow that are really working long hours. And, um, so it's, it it makes us all want to work harder, you know, because it's like, you know, the one team, one dream thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's, what's most inspiring is we all have that common goal to, uh, to do the best we can in this industry. And we, we look at it as a responsibility to elevate the industry, to elevate, elevate cannabis, to take away all the, that stigma that existed before. So it's a little bit of a movement, you know, not, not to get too kind of heady in it, but it, it feels like more of a movement than, you know, just a product. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Um, did you expect 
how hectic everything would be leading up to 420. And just, you know, it's the first year it's legal in California. There's a lot of buzz around your product and the industry in general. Everything leading up to it, is, has it been what you expected? It's just funny. I smile because my birthday is 420. Oh, <laughs> and I no thought, was well, this like some sort of destiny here, you know, that I all of a sudden now 420 has a whole new meaning and it has nothing to do with me. Um, but so I didn't even know what 420 was until I moved to California. <laughs> to be honest. And that was several years ago. But I think I, I really didn't know. My sales colleague uh, used to run the Guinness, you know, used to be a senior sales leader in the Guinness brand. And it's he, he likens it to being Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. You know, it's like the it's like the biggest holiday of the year. Right. And so that's what it's been for 420. I think um, 420 falling during Coachella, which is huge for California. And we've been activating against uh, Coachella as well. It sort of is like the perfect storm of opportunities. We're trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that we anticipated as much demand, but we're trying to keep up. Yeah, it seems like it's been wild. And yeah, the first weekend of Coachella, 420, the second weekend, yep. and then it's summertime in, right. in California. So right. Right. it's an exciting time. So I come from alcohol, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I come from this most prestigious luxury, you know, mm-hmm. company in the world. And as I've made this transition into this career, I think it's really interesting how so many people are sort of interested in it, but mm-hmm. are afraid to make the leap. Because it's still, you know, if you talk to somebody on the East Coast, you know, it's in New York, it's not a rec market yet. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of interest in it as a career, but it still feels a little stigmatized. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it just, it takes somebody who's willing to take a little bit of a risk Mm -hmm. to jump into this category because it's still not free of that stigma. There's also a lot of attention being paid by the alcohol beverage industry right now because they see us, I think, as a a little bit of a threat. Mm -hmm. I used to, in the CPG business, we used to say share of stomach for snacks. Frito-Lay wanted to have that full share of your stomach and only choose a Frito-Lay snack, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's similar to something that's, you know, recreational social product like alcohol. And the alternative, though, as cannabis doesn't have the addiction properties that alcohol or, you know, God forbid, opiates, which are also now becoming a social you know, consumption thing. Mm -hmm. So we have really the ability to shine here as a category. If we can just take away, you know, sort of the stigmas and the regulation. And and I just wonder a little bit if alcohol wishes we would stay (laughs) with the stigma because, you know, it's definitely, you know, people will, will opt to smoke oftentimes because it's calorie free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just the, the munchies maybe <laughs> that, that, that have, that have the effect, but, but it's really, I think, going to change the way social consumption happens, you know, mm-hmm. and as we see places where you can consume in public cannabis, mm-hmm. um, open up more, you know, there'll be, uh, cannabis friendly venues and bars and things like that, lounges, you know, that's going to make people make the, you know, the choice that say, do you want to do both together? Do you want to only smoke and not consume mm-hmm. alcohol? So it's just really a, a change in kind of how consumers will behave now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that kind of threatens a lot of areas. I think it's a positive for consumers, but. I think that's super fascinating because that's actually how I describe it to other women that I want to introduce to cannabis, a way to just expand your mind or, I mean, really solve a lot of problems. And some of them touch on what people traditionally might 
have with red wine or go out and have a whiskey sour. These different things of like, okay, I kind of want to unplug. I had a really stressful week or I want to have a really good time tonight. I want to like kind of get out of myself and expand or I just need to loosen up. I'm feeling too in my head. And for me, cannabis solves all those, all of those problems, but in a way where you don't risk a hangover, you don't risk the calories, you don't risk not remembering certain details of the night. There's all these things around alcohol and a social atmosphere that I find cannabis provides without this huge amount of negatives. Right. So I think it is going to be really interesting as the stigma keeps on going away and there's products introduced and conversations being had that are more inclusive and open to involving cannabis and locations, like you said. And it's going to be really interesting to see where consumers fall on the ratio of what they're doing for these different call to actions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff cannabis has, alcohol can't provide that for you. Right. You know, you can't go to a coffee shop in the morning and put together a branding guide and get super wasted. Right. Maybe some people can't. I could never. But cannabis provides that for me where you're just trying to enhance different levels and different head spaces and mindsets that you're at. It is a crazy time to see what consumers will choose. Yes. Yes. And the more they feel safe and Mm -hmm. trusted, you know, I really want my, my mission in marketing is to communicate our quality as much as we can and to educate the consumer because most consumers are not educated on what's good flour, what's Mm -hmm. bad flour, you know, um, what's the purest experience I can have. Um, and what I feel as a responsibility for this brand is that we educate, um, you know, as much as we promote the brand because it's our responsibility to sort of bridge that gap and bring new consumers in that may normally have not ever wanted to experience cannabis. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. Can you let our listeners know where they can find out more about Candescent and purchase the product? Sure. Check us out at candescent.com where all of our retail locations are also listed, all the dispensaries and at Candescent on, on Instagram and other social channels. Thank you, Girl Gang, for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to leave a review. It helps us out so much. To learn more about this week's guest and see behind-the-scenes footage of our podcast, go to girlgangthelabel.com. Enjoy 10% off of all Support Your Local Girl Gang merchandise with code GIRLGANG. If you have any feedback, guest recommendations, questions, or just want to say hey, email me at amy at girlgangthelabel.com.